This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. This is the Learn Jazz Standards Podcast, episode 97. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right. Hey, what's up? My name is Brent. I am the jazz musician behind the website, LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog and a podcast all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. And welcome back if you are a regular listener. And if uh, you are listening for the first time, I'm really excited you're here. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. I know you're going to get a lot of today's episode. And in today's episode 97, I'm really excited to jump in to talking about using the 80-20 rule for productive 30-minute practice. Now, we spend a lot of time on this show talking about setting goals for our jazz playing and practicing in general, what to practice, how to practice, how to find the time to practice, because at the end of the day, if we want to become better jazz musicians, that's the only way we can do it is practice or getting out there and actually playing gigs like we talked about in the last episode, 96. And it is the new year, and so this month, uh, it hasn't been an official theme of the month, but we are talking a lot about goals and and actions actually accomplishing things. And so today I want to recognize that a lot of us just don't have a lot of time on our hands. And I am right there with you. I always don't have time to practice or I have very limited time. So today is all about trying to figure out how we can get the most out of a 30 minute practice session. That's right, just 30 minutes and we can get huge results out of that session. And part of the way we're going to do that is by applying any the 80-20 rule. Okay, so I'll talk about that a little bit uh, when we get into today's show. But I'm really excited, first of all, uh, to to talk to you something about something that I'm really excited about, and that is what's coming up in February. That's next next month. Uh, what we are doing is we are celebrating our two year podcast birthday month. And to do that, we're starting with episode 100. We're almost at episode 100. That starts in February. And at the end of February is episode 104, which is our two year birthday. And to celebrate this, I want to do something really special for the month. Me and the team decided, got together and said, you know, let's do something special. And what I want to do is, you know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that we have guests on the show from time to time. And actually, as often as I possibly can, because I love hearing from guests, getting their perspective, teaching you guys. You know, I don't have all the answers, of course. So I want to share, get other people to share with you guys and give you guys value. But, you know, I know a lot of you listening today, you've been listening for a while you have something to offer to this audience, whether you're a beginner at playing jazz, whether you're intermediate, whether you're more of an advanced player, you have something to offer to to all of us. And you know, this isn't just my podcast, it's not just Learn Jazz Standards podcast, this is your podcast too. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash record, and I want you to record a, a two to six minute uh, little bit for us. Uh, 
sharing what you know with us, sharing your information with us. And it's really simple. You just go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash record. And there's a little record button there. You can record straight from your computer microphone. And then I have a list of questions that I'm going to ask you. Some of them include, you know, just telling us where you're from, what instrument you play, how long you've been listening to the podcast, you know, just get to know you. And then, you know, what are you practicing right now? It could inspire other people, you know, and then share a top piece of jazz advice or a story of success that you have that you think will help everybody else listening to the show. And then, of course, what's your number one goal for your jazz playing this year? And what do you hope to accomplish and improve on? And I think that by sharing our stories with each other, we can inspire each other. Maybe we can help each other learn by just listening to each other, those who actually listen to the show. So if you want to participate, if you want to be on the show as a guest, go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash record and record there. And now just a little warning, you know, we may not be able to feature everybody's stories, everybody's advice on the show during that month because, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that submit recordings. So don't be offended if your yours is not included, but please do submit a recording. There's a good chance that it could be featured. Okay, now let's jump into today's show. I'm excited to talk about using the 80-20 rule for productive 30-minute practice. All right, so tell me if you can relate with this here. You have a job, you have a family, you have relationships, you have extracurricular activities, you have to cook, you have to do chores around the house, you have to take care of things, aka you have responsibilities. And the thing is, you also love jazz, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. You are my target audience here, and you want to become a better jazz musician because you truly enjoy playing music. You truly enjoy jazz music, just like I do. But the problem is, you have so many responsibilities, you have so much stuff going on that you just don't feel like you have the time to practice. Now, if that's you, I can relate with you completely. And even though my job, I am a professional musician, I do gig around the New York City area quite frequently, and I also am very uh, hands-on in education like I'm doing right now. Uh, So even though it's my job, guess what? It doesn't always, or very often actually these days, require practice. Unless I'm having to prepare for a specific piece of music for a gig, you know, I honestly, I have to be very intentional about sitting down and practicing and about improving because otherwise I can fill up all of my time creating, you know, jazz education materials like I am right now, uh, ebooks, all the different projects that I'm commissioned to do and things that I do for my business. So it can just overtake me. And I know that you're in the same boat. And oftentimes, and tell me if you can relate with this as well, because I, this is certainly something that happens for me quite often, is I will have a little bit of time, but it's not enough time for me to feel like it's completely worth it, right? I may have 30 or 45 minutes in, you know, of, of space between one activity and the next or before, you know, I have to close down shop for the day. And I kind of feel like, well, what can I actually even, you know, what improvements can I actually make in 30, 45 minutes? You know, what can I actually do? You know, because I actually come from the school of practicing for long hours, you know, back when I was in college. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you've heard me say this before. I used to practice for five, six hours a day, you know, crazy hours, sometimes even longer than that. And of course, I can't do that anymore. That was that was a different time in my life. So what do we do? You know, do we just discard that 30 minutes? Do we just throw away any of that time we had because it's just not worth it? Well, I'm here to tell you, no, absolutely not. I think we should 
be using that 30 minutes. I'm going to go even a step further and say to you that that 30 minutes that you practice could be far more productive, far more beneficial, far more fruitful than even a two or three hour practice session could ever be. Okay, now that sounds shocking to a lot of people. That sounds uh, like that can't be true, right? The more you practice, the more time you spend in the shed, the better you will get. And while there is a kernel of truth to that, the more time you spend, you know, there's that whole 10,000 hour rule principle that's been thrown around where if you, you know, if you practice for 10,000 hours, you have mastered any piece of material. And, and there is a lot of truth in that. The more time you spend with something, the more obsessed you are with something, you will improve. But... If you spend small amounts of time really focused on the right things, the right material, you can make a ton of progress. And so instead of just discarding that time and saying, I wait till I have enough time or wait till you know things are a little different for me. Right now, my schedule is just too busy. Reframe the way you think about what fruitful practice is. Dive into that 30-minute practice session and take a hold of it. I'm going to show you how you can get a lot of benefit out of that 30-minute practice session. Now, for me, there's two different kinds of 30-minute practice sessions that I've uh, spent time in. And the first one is I've got a gig coming up and I need to spend just a little bit of time warming up my fingers, a little bit of time just adjusting myself musically so that I can go out and play and do a job. Okay. So that's the first kind where I'm not really actually accomplishing anything. Really, probably what I'm doing is just working with a metronome, playing, you know, jamming over some songs. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having a little bit of fun, uh, just orienting yourself with the music, maybe getting your fingers warmed up for whatever you have to do if you have a job or or if, or if you just ser- don't really actually want to take things too seriously that's totally okay uh, and I I don't I don't want to you know talk down on that kind of practice at all you can totally do that but the second kind of 30 minute practice session if you truly want to be improving if the goal of your practice session is to achieve your goals in your musicianship then that one is a very focused a very goal oriented very intentional kind of 30-minute practice session. And that's the one I really want to talk about today. Okay, I really want to talk about this today. And the way we can start designing this 30-minute practice session is by using the 80-20 rule. Okay, the 80-20 rule. Now, if you're not familiar with the 80-20 rule, essentially the 80-20 rule says that 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. Okay, so I'll say that again. 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts, okay? So um, a lot of times the 80-20 rule is used in, uh, you know, sales and marketing sense, basically saying that 80% of your sales are coming from 20% of your products or 80% of your sales are coming from 20% of your salespeople, you know, that kind of stuff. Or um, one I also read once in a book was, you know, 80% of the traffic is happening on 20% of the roads, you know, stuff like that. I mean, you can apply the 80-20 rule to a bunch of different things. And there's some math involved of why um, this theory actually works. You know, it's, uh, you know, something to do with the multiples of tens called the Pareto principle. And I don't want to get into the math of all that. I hardly understand it myself. But the important thing to grab from the 80-20 rule is the concept of it. And that's what I've kind of hold on to, and not just in music, in my musical life, but in other areas of my life, trying to figure out what are those 20% of things that I do that get me 80% of my results. You know, what if I spend my time 
you know, working on these specific tasks, you know, what is going to get me the greatest results? And the best way to do that is, of course, not just make them up. It's to actually observe, you know, what is actually working. And it's a little bit harder with music because, uh, again, in a in a sales, more business world, it's easier to track the numbers and, and actually see that this principle works. Uh, in my own business, I actually do see that this principle is pretty close to being true. Um, you can look at numbers of how many sales you have or, or whatever, you know, if there's if there's a way to actually measure you know, your success, your results, then it's really easy to figure out what that 20% is. But with music, when we're trying to become better jazz musicians, it's a little more difficult because it's hard to say, you know, what has gotten you from point A to point B. For some, it might be very clear. For others, it might be, I just spent a lot of time playing. I just spent a lot of time practicing. I'm not really sure. So it really starts with us in you know looking inside and looking at our history of what we have studied what we have done and trying to figure out what has gotten the best results for us okay what has gotten the best results for you personally now i do believe uh, that if we're trying to become better jazz musicians there's certain things that we should be practicing and i've talked about that on this podcast in fact if you really look back at everything we've talked about on this podcast over the last 97 episodes it comes down to what should you be practicing what should you be working on as jazz musicians and uh, we did talk back in 80 uh, episode 85 we had special guest steve nixon on the show and he kind of let us know a little few of the things that he thinks are important i do think that if we're to be become better jazz musicians, some of the most important things that we can do are learn jazz standards, learn tunes, hence the name of this podcast, the name of our blog, which how it originally started, uh, because the tunes will teach you you know, everything you need to know about the music, like the different chord progressions you have to go through, the different ways you need to improvise over things. I mean, the, the tunes will teach you how to play. So I do believe that, yes, indeed, we need to be learning jazz standards. I do believe we need to be learning the jazz language. And so that could be learning jazz solos by ear. That could be learning licks. That could be taking different things through all 12 keys. There's so many different sub practice items you could do just from those two main items. But looking back at my history, um, I kind of find that there are three things personally that have really moved the needle for me that I think are in my 20%. Okay, so I I do believe that learning jazz standards has been incredibly helpful for me in improving just being learning more of them, you know, not just necessarily focusing on a few, but continually learning more because each tune has something new to teach us. And the more you learn chord progressions, the more you learn melodies, it's really helped me to develop as a jazz musician. So that's the first thing that I always find has moved the needle. Now, the second thing has been transcribing solos. When I mean transcribing, I don't really necessarily mean writing it down. I mean actually just learning it by ear, you know, learning solos from the greats, you know, being able to figure out what they have done because that information has soaked into my playing over time. You know, maybe not always seeing the immediate results of that, but realizing that that has really helped me in my jazz playing. And the other thing on those same lines uh, with learning language is actually composing my own stuff, whether it be composing my own solo, my own etude, or my own contrafact of a song. These things have really helped me because that actually helps me solidify the language that I've learned that I actually know. So I do find that those are are really big. Now, the third thing uh, is a little bit outside of the practice room, and that has to do with actually playing gigs and going out and playing with other musicians like that's really moved the needle for me 
And every single time I play a gig or a jam session, I really consider it like, wow, I just got another one of those under my belt. I'm improving because I really do feel like there's something about doing that that just it's different than the practice room. I mean, it, it takes things to a different level and it really helps you improve faster by just actually going out and playing. And that's why in last episode 96, I made a big deal about this and, and hoping that you'll do more of that in this year 2018 because I think it is so important for us to be doing. But that's a little bit outside of the practice room. So inside the practice room, my 20% seems to be learning jazz standards and it seems to be learning jazz solos by ear or... It is composing my own jazz solos. That stuff has really helped me improve. So those are the things that I want to be focusing on. So the 80-20 rule basically says, okay, 80% of the results are coming from 20% of your efforts, okay? So if I know that, and if I know that those two items, learning jazz standards and learning solos or composing solos are the things that are my 20%, then what I can now do is I can now hone in on that 20% and do more of that, focus a little bit more of that and less on some of the other stuff. Now, the 80-20 rule is not saying that that other 80% of your efforts is not helpful or not useful, right? They still do have some, some they have, it's technically it's the rule is saying they have 20% of your results are still left in those. Those things are still important and you should still work on them. It's just that you shouldn't spend as much time on them if you want to get the most results, right? So all that stuff is still important. Like for me, the other 80% of my efforts would be working on chord scale theory, stuff like that. Uh, you know, different ways to conceptualize navigating my instrument or, or, or scales or technique. It's some of those things. They're, they're very important. Like we all should be working on that stuff as musicians. And there are a lot of theory concepts that we should all know. And, and you can fill in the blank for yourself. It could be a whole range of other musical things that we could work on. But I know for me personally, those efforts aren't creating the, that 80% of results for me. I should still be working on them. I shouldn't discard them altogether, but I should be orienting my practicing more towards the things that are going to get me the most results. And this is where it comes into our 30-minute practice session. 30 minutes is not a lot of time, right? That's not a lot of time. If I had three hours of practice time, I could definitely feel more comfortable incorporating some of those other things into my practice session. But when I, with, when I only have 30 minutes, I don't want to be spending my time working on that stuff. I want to be spending time working on my 20% because I want to make that 30 minutes count. And I'm telling you this because I've done it both ways before. I've tried to practice a bunch of tiny little things into one session and it didn't work. And I've also tried applying the 80-20 rule, practicing only a few things, the two things in my particular case that were giving me all the results and I actually felt like I got some some pro, some product out of that session. I, pr I produced something of value. I improved out of that session. So what we want to start doing is orienting our 30-minute practice session around that. So here's a little bit of a structure for you to work off of if you want to do a successful 30-minute session. First thing you got to do is figure out what your 20% is like I just did. Now, it could be different for you. Figure out what it is 
that makes the difference for you. What you have found is the most fruitful in the long term for you to actually improve. And I also want to say that those things can change, right? Because sometimes in our playing, we're lacking one thing and we have an abundance of something else. Perhaps it's our technique that's really holding us back. And so we need to be focusing on our technique. So you have to be asking yourself, if, if my goal right now is to improve in my technique, what are those things that I've practiced for technique that are my 20%? What are those things that are really moving the needle for me? So then you should be working on that. Maybe that's not the problem for you and repertoire is the problem for you. You need to learn more repertoire. So then you need to figure out how do I practice this repertoire in order to move the needle even further? You can break this down even more 80-20 stuff, right? I mean, it's, I mean, you could go, what are the, th- the efforts that get the most results? Then you can go, of the things that get results, what is the best way to actually practice that stuff? I mean, you see it's just an endless, uh, a bunch of math that you can do to figure out this stuff and really hone in on achieving your goals. So at the end of the day, you got to figure out what are your goals for your musicianship? What is the things that you need right now? These things can change, but you need to identify your 20%. Okay. So in my case, it was learning jazz standards and I'm just going to pick one of the two and say, I'm going to learn a jazz solo by ear. Okay. That's what I want to do. So I've picked out a jazz solo. I've picked out a jazz standard and I only have 30 minutes to practice. So what am I going to do? So this is what this is how I'm going to set up my practice session, and I encourage you to do the same thing. Um, we're going to actually do it very for like a lot of formula in here, a lot of formula. Let's say we break this up into two 15 minute sessions, and I'm going to give you an optional five minutes to start. Okay, the optional first five minutes, if you feel like you can accomplish both of your practice items in 15 minutes, is to just open up your practice session with five minutes of warm up, meaning five minutes of playing patterns or playing scales or just noodling or just quickly improvising over a jazz standard that you already know, whatever it is, just to get your fingers going, just to get your brain acquainted with your instrument, get your brain thinking musically in that, you know, getting into that musical space. Okay. That's an optional five minutes. But if you don't feel like you have that time, if you really want to focus on your two practice items, your two 20% items, then Forget about that, right? Because again, all that stuff, it's not completely necessary. It's just its just nice, right? So we don't have to do that. So that's an optional five-minute starter. But the next 15 minutes, two 15-minute periods, you're going to be breaking down your practice session into those items. So for the first 15 minutes, I'm going to work on learning my solo, okay? I'm going to work on learning my solo. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to learn four to eight bars of the solo that I'm working on, okay? See, that's not very much right? That's not very much because I'm thinking about how much time I have. And that's okay because the whole principle of this is less is more, right? Less is more. I don't need to work on as much stuff to get the results. And in fact, if I just learn this small amount of information in this 30 minutes and I multiply this 30 minute session by, let's say I have four days out of the week to do 30 minutes. Well, think about how many bars I've suddenly learned. You know, I've all of a sudden I've just multiplied my efforts here. So my only thing I'm going to be working on is learning by ear from the recording four to eight bars of the solo I'm working on. I can pick and choose if I only have time for four bars. That's totally fine because at the end of the day, I've learned those four bars at the end of this 30-minute this practice session. So it's well worth it. So I'm just going to spend time working on that for 15 minutes. And when we're doing this, we have to be really focused, okay? I mean, you only have 30 minutes, so you have to really take this seriously. I have 30 minutes to learn this material, and you're only having 15 minutes to learn this first half, right? 
only 15 minutes. Now, you can also just say, no, I'll, there's only one thing that I want to be working on today. There's only one thing that I think is my 20%. And you can just spend the whole 30 minutes working on that one thing. And that's totally fine too. But if you have two things like me, I only have 15 minutes to learn four to eight bars of the solo. Okay. So I'm going to do that. That could be, in my case, only one lick or one phrase of the solo that I'm learning. And that's totally fine because as long as I'm hyper-focused working on that, then I can do it. Now, if you're not as great at learning solos by ear as I am, if you're not able to do that very quickly, it could be less bars for you. Or maybe you indeed need to pick one of those two and just work the entire 30 minutes on it, okay? You have to do what's right for you, not what's right for me. The whole idea is just to focus. That's all you need to do is focus on what you need to accomplish. Now, the second 15 minutes, the second practice item for me is going to be learning this jazz standard. So whenever I learn jazz standards, I do break it down into pieces. I mean, first of all, I need to have been listening to it. We've talked about how to learn jazz standards in the past in this podcast. And this is what we do in our 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing course, uh, learnjazzstandards.com forward slash 30 days, three zero days. Uh, we break things down, including when we learn a solo, we break things down into small pieces, small chunks every single day. Because the idea is not to learn a ton of material in one sitting. I mean, the idea is to is to build off of it because we learn better when we learn small chunks at a time really well rather than a ton of material. The whole idea of the 80-20 rule, whole idea of this 30-minute practice session is less is more. It really is. Less is more. Learn a little bit. Get it down really well, move on to the next thing the next time you have a practice session, a 30-minute practice session, or even more to work on something. That's the whole idea of it. Okay, so for it, for my second 15 minutes, I'm working on the jazz standard, and particularly what I'm going to work on is learning the melody to the jazz standard, okay? Maybe you can do that in 15 minutes, maybe you can't. It depends on, on where you're at and you're playing, how quickly you learn. That's fine. Regardless, it could be maybe you're just learning the, the melody to the first two A sections of, of it, and you're not learning the bridge yet. You know, pick what works for you. And again, maybe you're spending the whole session working on learning the melody. It's up to you. doesn't matter. The point is we're making progress, right? In 30 minutes, we're making progress rather than doing nothing at all. And that's really important or just not learning anything because we're noodling. So in my 30-minute practice session today, I've learned four to eight bars of the solo I want to learn, and I've learned the melody to the jazz standard that I'm trying to learn, right? In the next session, I would probably start working on learning the chord changes. And then after that, I would be working on improvising over that song. You know, and same with the solo, I'd be learning the next 48 bars, the next 48 bars. And then I might spend an entire session instead of learning new material, just reviewing the material with the 15 minutes I have. And the more I do that, the more progress I'm actually making. And I'm actually able to sit on that information for longer, right? Instead of learning a ton of stuff and then maybe losing it, I'm actually really working that material a lot because I'm spending small amounts of time and then the next time I have the opportunity to practice, I'm doing it again and I'm doing it again and I'm doing it again. And that's how we internalize musical information, okay? So it's pretty simple concept uh, but I think the main point of this podcast episode, what I want to really drive home to you is that we can practice in 30 minutes and get results. Even if you feel like you don't have time, if you feel like that 30 minutes is all you've got, but you don't feel like it's worth it, you can get results if you apply the 80-20 rule 
to to your your musical life to your musical goals you can find out what things are producing 80% of the results for you hone in on those things and work only on those things in that 30 minutes and actually make progress so here's my challenge to you okay it's a very simple challenge if you are in that boat and you're feeling like I don't have hardly any time to practice, but I do want to practice, I do want to improve, I want you to go on your calendar, look at all the things that you have going on. I want you to find at least three 30-minute periods, at least three 30-minute periods this week that you can practice, okay? 30 minutes where you can practice. I want you to mark off that time as the 30 minutes you can practice. If you have a little more to practice, totally fine. That's totally cool. But mark off that time. Nothing else happens during that time other than you practicing. Then I want you on a piece of paper to write down what you think are the 20% of your efforts that are producing 80% of your results in your jazz playing. I want you to write those things down. And then I want you to create a plan of how you're going to break those things apart to fit them into 30 minutes to actually practice them to actually create results. And if you're on the show notes today, it's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 97. Let me know that goes for you in the comment section and write me how that went, what your things were that you chose and as your 20% and let us know how that went. I'd be really interested to hear how that whole process went for you. Okay, that's that's your challenge. I hope you go out and do it. And I know that we can get real serious, awesome results out of these 30 minute sessions. All right. That's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this today. I know for me, just the simple 80-20 rule principle has really helped me in my life in general just to like think about those things that really help me improve. So if that's all you take away from the show, uh, that's uh, a win for me and I think it's a win for you too. Now remember, I want you to be a guest on the podcast for our birthday month in February. So go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash record and follow the the different outline that I have, the outline I have for the questions that I want you to answer in your recording and submit it. I'd love to hear from you. This is your podcast, not just my podcast. Share with our audience and be a guest on the podcast. And as I always ask at the end of the show, if you found some value, go to iTunes or your favorite podcast listening service and leave a rating and review, a positive one, of course. And you know, let us know how you like the show and just help other people find this podcast and uh, shows other people that this is a podcast worth listening to. All right. Now, next week, we're coming out with episode 98. I look forward to seeing you back then. Thanks for listening to the LJS podcast brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes and don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.